It's 25 minutes before 12 o'clock. Let's uh, start with our health and wellness feature conversation this morning. We're discussing therapy. When should you know it's time to consult a therapist and talk to someone? That's the question I'm asking you. There are people who go through situations and they wonder if they need therapy. Maybe your mood or your situation is affecting your work now. Maybe your emotional state is even affecting your appetite. You're not able to sleep. You're losing interest in the activities that you used to enjoy. Whatever it is, how do you know it's time to consult a therapist, to talk to someone and seek help? How did you figure out that you needed therapy? So the first time you decided, I want to see a therapist, when did you decide and what was the reason for that? What did you pick up around yourself? Or was it advice? From, from your loved ones. And did you know where to go when you finally decided to seek professional help? Let me know. 011-883-0702. We'll take your WhatsApps on 072-702-1702. Debbie House is a clinical psychologist who's going to guide us through this conversation. Debbie, thank you for making time for us. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. Thanks, Clement. Thanks for having me. Mm. So th- there are obviously different situations that may lead to someone wanting to see a therapist. I think generally as you know, experts or even as psychologists, you do tell us that you don't need to see a therapist only when you are facing um, a difficult situation. We all need work to do um, within ourselves. But for people who feel, mm, um, I, I, when I'm going through something, that's when I would want to see a therapist. What is that point that people must consider consulting one? Um, it varies for everyone, but a lot of people grow up with patterns that they've adopted in early childhood, which are often generationally passed down. And that becomes normal for a person when they grow up. But it reaches a point where the person has to recognize that something's wrong, where their normality is actually not functional because it's not giving them the ideal quality of life that they could be having. So they might pick up feelings of stagnation where their life isn't moving forward. Sometimes they'll pick up patterns that just keep repeating, whether it's in relationships that they keep attracting the same kind of either abusive cycles or they'll see similarities that similar patterns keep repeating. And all traumas could happen, um, but that's an indication that it's very good to address the the patterns and the emotional functioning on a deeper level and then therapy is required so that they don't because sometimes consciously when we know these patterns it doesn't just change it does need to be addressed on an unconscious level and then they can realize that actually i could be living a much better life of better Mm. quality so Mm. yeah and and speaking of the unconscious or the subconscious some people will argue well, when I'm going through that, I just want to bring in a friend or I can just pick up a phone and call my mother. How helpful is that for, for some people? Because, you know, some people will argue therapy doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for them. Um, for them, it's sufficient to have a friend over the line who's just listening to them as they vent. Um, is that an option that's available when someone is going through so much that work is being affected, they're not doing what they used to do anymore, the activities they used to enjoy, 
um, they're just, they're not able to sleep. They don't have appetite anymore. Is it best to talk to anybody just so you can vent or you can explain how you feel? Or is that when you need the services of a professional? Um, yes, that's why um, um, just the, so the therapy that I work with is working more with the unconscious mind, mm. which is very different from just talking to a friend or just venting or being heard. Because often the advice that the friend will give or the parent even is all is often only determined by how they're living their lives or what they understand. So... Um, the therapy that I offer more goes to the unconscious mind, which identifies the predominant unconscious patterns and belief systems that are operating on a deeper level, which are very different to our conscious mind. And unless you identify those patterns, stagnation often just repeats. And then just listening and talking and being heard just makes things go round and round. It doesn't really change it. That's why people are realizing they need to work with it on a more in-depth level. Otherwise, you're only addressing 5 to 10% of a person when you're just doing conscious talking about things, whether it's to a therapist or a friend. So it does need to be addressed on a deeper level before the changes have impact and are actually able to fully um, integrate into their lives. Mm-hmm. And once you start that, that process of, of going to therapy for whatever significant life event or phase you find yourself in or trauma, whatever situation you've had to confront, is it because sometimes, you know, at some point you are going to feel better, you right? Is it better than to, as soon as you start feeling better, do you stop with the therapy or is that continuous work? Um, The process I work teaches each person to be able to identify these patterns, to recognize things which before they wouldn't recognize, to also balance some other father principles inside each person, which means you learn to love yourself um, differently and how to stand up for yourself as the male principle. So these tools that you learn are ongoing for the rest of your life where because there's always going to be challenges and problems and unexpected events and circumstances. But once you've got the tools to be able to address it, then you know how to work with it for yourself. So in that way, the ideal is to teach every person how to be their own therapist. But to do that, they do need to learn how to balance the mother, father, child principles in themselves where they can recognize the patterns and then know how to keep changing them. So we, we often need those tools because often as a child, these tools and skills haven't been installed because our parents are missing them as well. Mm. So once they once we integrate these lessons, they do become lifelong skills and tools that can constantly be applied mm-hmm. and maintained. 011-883-0702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. When did you start seeing a therapist? At what point did you feel this is the time to go? And was it a decision you made yourself or did you, you know, act on advice from a loved one? What was that process of you deciding, I want to see a therapist now? Uh, give us a call or send us a WhatsApp voice note. And, and how has that been for you? What kind, of, what kind of progress have you seen since you started seeing a therapist? Julia, you're calling us from Pretoria. Good morning. Good morning, Clement. How are you? I'm all right. Go ahead. 
am this individual with me, I had to be kicked by the sickness to go to therapy. And I'm grateful because many don't make it at this point. So when I went to the therapy, I was in denial. I didn't believe in therapy because of my beliefs in the society and everything, you name it all. But when I got out of therapy, believe me, Clement, I found myself and I realized the importance of therapy. Now out there, I'm preaching therapy. Therapy is very, very important. Sometimes we are enslaved by um, the denial that it won't get me the, mm. the, the, yeah, the stress or the depression, but it's real. I, I still acknowledge that some people don't need to go through that because they are strong inside, but I think it's something that is advisable that people should now and then check if you are mentally okay. Mm, yeah, Julia, thank you so so much for sharing your experience with us, Julia in Pretoria. Debbie, I, I want to pick up on what Julia says there when he says some people are strong inside to deal with it because the perception out there for the longest time has always been that therapy is almost like for the weak, people who are not able to uh, deal with issues when in fact, you know, you, you're not weak when you go to, to therapy. As you said, the, the, there's a lot of that has been built in our subconscious when we were growing up, whether good, whether bad, and sometimes some of those things impact how we relate uh, with other people. And that's not just going to change. You still need to understand how you got there and be armed with a framework to be able to become a better version of yourself. Do you think we still have, you know, bad perceptions around what therapy is or is meant to do? I think there was a lot of stigmas in um, previously, but the consciousness is shifting now where people are recognizing that we have to evolve and grow, mm. which does mean facing ourselves without the fear, without, real, without feeling that um, there is something wrong with you or there's vulnerabilities. So I think mean, people have got more courage nowadays to actually recognize that working with themselves in, their, in a therapy setting is actually an advantage and I think it's important for everybody to do it because nobody's had perfect environments. Nobody's had perfect generational belief systems. So every single person has something that needs to be revised, mm. especially if they want to live a better quality life. So it's all dependent on how much you actually believe in that is possible for yourself to go to the next level so that we don't just live a mediocre, normal and mm. mundane life. We can actually achieve a lot more. Mm. Lulu, you're in Rivonia. Good morning. Uh, hi, Clement. Um, thank you for the conversation. I don't have to say a hang-up about the therapy. Mm. I, I think I'm quite embraced. I'm a Generation X. I went to university, um, although I grew, I grew up in Florida. So I have absolutely no hang-ups. Um, and, and I would advocate for people to go to therapy. But this is my question. Mm. Uh, because of my embracing of therapy, I, am, I'm, I do a lot of self-work. I do a lot of reading. I have attended therapy on numerous occasions through grief, dealing with grief and so on. Mm. But I found my experience was particularly first base you know it's, it's really about I'm, I'm conscious of what is, is happening and i'm unable to move to the next level mm. if, if that's making sense and i think when um, she was describing what she does it kind of intrigued me would someone like me who has had extensive therapy 
there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of, you know, curious about, you know, self-improvement. Would I benefit from what she does? Oh, that, that subconscious um, uh, therapy. Exactly, gentlemen. Okay, thank you for the question, Lolo. In uh, Ravonia, Debbie? Um, yes, it's an important point because a lot of us are very intellectually um, informed. But unfortunately, intellectual information on a conscious level doesn't sink into the unconscious mind. For example, if a person who wants to stop smoking, they can read all the books about how to do it, but their body still doesn't get it because the unconscious mind is held in the body. So the integration process from the conscious mind to the unconscious mind is very slow. It's like learning to ride a bicycle. You can read all the books and you know how to ride the bike, but when you get on, your body falls off. So that's why part of the process that I'm doing is helping to integrate that conscious information into the unconscious mind. Unfortunately, the unconscious mind got the logic of a child. So it doesn't, doesn't listen to intellectual reasoning which is conscious and intellectual. And so that's why when you work with the unconscious mind, you have to use pictures and stories and colors and, um, and different ways of appealing to the unconscious mind. That's 90% of us, but it has the logic of a child. So the reasoning a bit that we read about doesn't often filter into our lives. If you look at it when we get angry, we know why we shouldn't get angry. But when the time comes, we act very contrary and irrationally from what we know how we should react. And that's because our unconscious mind is reactive, even though we know consciously how to do it. Mm. So that's why it's a different way of learning, which is not intellectual. Oh, my God. Shouldn't there be surgery, Debbie, where you just like, deal with all that subconscious <laughs> in just the hours? <laughs> like. And, that would be nice. Oh, that would be yeah. so nice. Oh, that would yeah. be so good. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break. It's 11 minutes before 12 o'clock. When we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Keep sharing your experiences with us on the WhatsApp line. Have you tried therapy? At what point did you decide, I need to see a therapist? And how has that experience been? 702 Health and Wellness. It's eight minutes before 12 o'clock on our health and wellness feature, we've been discussing uh, therapy and when you should know it's time to consult a therapist or talk to someone. Uh, Debbie, there's a question here about the cost of therapy. Uh, someone who says uh, therapy is quite expensive. So how often should someone see a therapist in a month, for instance, if the person is trying to do that internal work to be a, a better version of themselves? Or does that differ when the person is responding to a trauma or a situation and that's the reason why they do therapy? Um, everybody does integrate and process on an unconscious level at a different rate. Um, with my therapy technique, we give them exercises to practice mm. because repetition of new belief systems is the way that it sinks into the body. It's like riding a bike when you repeat the exercises, your body starts to get new neural connections and then it starts to grow naturally into new behavior patterns and styles. So the, the frequency of therapy varies for each person. Um, the cost does vary with each therapist, so each person has their own different rate. Um, but I know medical aids do cover. But in my therapy technique, ideally, initially, every week, does start to build momentum 
for the changes of the belief systems and patterns to occur. And then I run through six phases, but once their first five phases are integrated, then they can slow down and start to do their own therapy process and maintain it afterwards. But um, it varies. Each person integrates at a different rate. Normally after one to four sessions, already they've processed a lot of their unconscious material mm. and know how to work with it going forward. And how does one select a therapist? Is it best to go on, like, to go shopping for one where you try about three before you decide to settle with one? Or you've got to be quite intentional when you start with one. So do all your research, find out more about them, and then decide this is what I'm going with. What's advisable for those who, who want to begin? It is a personal thing. Some people prefer male, some people prefer female. Um, but I think these days it's also important to work with it on a deeper level rather than just cognitive talking about things. So it's good to do research and to discover either hypnotherapeutic forms of therapy or working with the unconscious mind. But it also um, entirely depends on what the person's looking for and um, how much they're prepared to go into working with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a message here from Anonymous who says I've been doing therapy for the most part of the last seven years I've changed therapists and I've tried neurofeedback training as well while it has helped me get through some difficult times I'm not sure what more to change um, at this point is it possible for one to outgrow their therapist? And um, that is a possibility as in the same way that we outgrow our marital partners or our friends or our, and that's often an indication that you might be growing in a certain form in your own self, which is positive. So I think it's not to um, discount that as your needs change, as your information and of amount of information that you have changes, sometimes it will also change therapists mm. and start to bring in different aspects of therapy that are relevant for you at that time. Mm. Debbie House, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, Clinical psychologist.